This is the Roaring Elephant Podcast, and here I am with my, hopefully not soon to be merged, not acquired, co-host, Jan. Hello, Jan. Okay, welcome this glorious day. I think you've sold me to slavery before on this podcast, so... <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't slavery, it was indentured servitude. Those are very, very different. Uh, yeah, that's Brexit talking again, right? A side note, the Wrong Elephant podcast does neither condone <laughs> slavery nor indentured servitude. And now he tells me. <laughs> anyway, why the heck are we talking about slavery and indentured servitude and things like acquiring? That never happens in this industry. Well, it hasn't happened for a little while. Um yeah, this pandemic not, was a nice, calm period for that. At least it hasn't happened for a little while, certainly at this scale anyway. Like, there have been a handful of little acquisitions here and there across the space. But, oh, crikey. Um, we are talking, unless you've been living under a rock, of course, about the fact that Cisco has just announced that they are requiring Splunk for the grand sum of 28 billion dollars in cash didn't see it coming honestly um yes and no and no and yes i mean uh, just for people out there we're recording this like the day after this was news so we do pre-record these things so while you're listening to this it's going to be like three or four days gone by now but for mm -hmm. us it's still very new we're also still Trying to get our head around this. Uh, obviously, both Dave and I, we work in the industry. We uh, mm. work with same kind of tooling. So this is something that hits quite close to home mm. <laughs> in, a, in a lot of senses. And yeah, I mean, on the one hand, didn't see it coming. Definitely not. This came out of the blue for everybody, I think. Except for Splunk and Cisco, I hope. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I mean, um, it'll be news to a lot of people at Splunk and Cisco. Um, yes, the, the, typically most people, yeah. the people there, they'll use it last to know. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let, let, let's rewind a little bit um, because, you know, one of the first questions that maybe someone out there might be asking, again, if they've been living under a rock and haven't already read all the news, but um, is is the why of this? And the, the general consensus Too seems much to be... Yeah, they've, they've clearly got too much money. Um, they found $28 billion down the back of the sofa. They, we pay taxes, we spend it, let's spend it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, so most of the consensus seems to be based around the fact that Cisco has steadily been dropping in value. Doesn't almost doesn't really matter how you measure it, whether it's their, their stock price, whether it's their impact on the industry. You know, it's been steadily... Um, eroded over time and this is primarily and again this general consensus seems to be this is primarily due to um, you know cloud providers just eating the world when it comes to um, Cisco's more traditional markets the, the fact that um, the cloud providers are you know pretty much the only ones really building Huge high-end data centers at this at this point, certainly at this kind of scale, and in a lot of cases, they're doing it with either um, their own 
designed hardware in many cases. Like one of the um, uh, perhaps l things that people are maybe less familiar with is a lot of the cloud providers don't actually, you know, go and buy 10,000 HP servers or 10,000 Dell servers <laughs> or, 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 you know, 100, you know, 100,000 um, Cisco switches or whatever. Like they, in the majority of cases, and again, we're talking about the major cloud providers mm -hmm. here, you know, they're using hardware that is often custom designed, custom manufactured for them, for their specific hyperscale purposes for them to operate at the way they do. So while you may have been thinking all of this time that cloud was good for a lot of these hardware providers, um, actually this is very much not the case. The traditional hardware providers, their core revenue comes from end customers, not really, well, certainly not these the big three um, cloud providers. I mean, still Intel, AMD, NVIDIA chip manufacturers, those still sell, I mean, they make the chips, so you have yeah. to buy them from there, but any kind of higher level integration, that's all custom yeah. made and very, but, very bare bones. But even that is changing, you know, the... Uh, you they know, try, but it's still going to be a while before they can actually do that. Tensor cores are there, you have the Gravitons on AWS, but those are for the AMD, sorry, the, uh, the ARM side of the house, so... I still think Intel and AMD will have a future in Intel with their, uh, what's it called again, the latest AI thing they built. I, I think those still have some way to go, but, uh, but that's niche. You're right, you're right, but it is changing. I mean, you only need to look at things like, um, you know, Apple um, have a lot of their own um, chip hardware now, in many cases. Um, the... I know that at least two of the three um, uh, hyperscalers, and it could be three out of three for all I know, I just don't have the context with the third one, um, all run some of their own uh, ARM-based hardware uh, as well that's that's internally designed. So yeah, you're right. There's there's still a lot of stuff that the, chip manu the major chip manufacturers, Intel, AMD, uh, NVIDIA, et cetera, are, are all very still very much engaged with, but Anyway, to, to reframe the conversation back to the hardware space, which is what Cisco are most known for. Um, uh, it's the appliance space, I would say. Because uh, yeah. Cisco is good in selling appliances. Uh, I mean, I know Cisco mostly as a hardware vendor as well, although they have a lot of software in their portfolio as well. We just looked before the episode in their acquisition history, and there's a lot of software companies there as well. But all as an add-on in the past, as an add-on to their business, hardware business, their appliance business, and a lot of stuff in the clouds are also software appliances now, Linux VMs that do the same kind of thing. In standard uh, data centers, you typically had hardware switches and hardware application firewalls and things like that. All that stuff gradually in the cloud has been moved to software appliances based on often open source uh, Linux uh, software. Yeah. Um, and again, like maybe to, to do a little a little look back here, um, so that's the why, you know, that they've been slowly and slowly struggling more and more. And this is their, a push for them into more of the uh, infosec or cybersecurity space, which is, we all know is a, all, has always been a very hot space, continues to be so, you know, no real changes there. Mm -hmm. um, this broadens that portfolio, right? Because they were they were already in security with uh, thousand eyes yeah, and a couple of other acquisitions, but that was all on a network layer, it was very low down. They mm -hmm. didn't have any nice 
marketable things, let's say. I mean, they didn't have a nice demo they could give about the end-to-end whatever. And that's, I guess, what they're trying to fill up here. Although a lot of the, um, I'd call that marketing, a lot of the articles and blog posts were uh, very hard on the AI angle. That mm. Cisco was looking for an AI partner and then they took Splunk for that. Now, AI is a hype. There's no way around it. Everybody's talking about AI, so having more AI is apparently not bad. Okay, whatever. <laughs> We're going to talk about this later, but is Splunk then the best acquisition to have an AI infusion? Mm. Uh, let's 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 shell that one for a, for a little bit. Yeah, but uh, that's the other thing that I saw pop up a lot: cloud and AI. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely makes kind of perfect sense there. So this isn't the first time that. Um, you know, Cisco have made an acquisition in this kind of space is probably the other historical kind of data point to talk about before we talk about the current situation. Um, and that was App Dynamics um, back in the day. That was quite some time ago now, it would be at least five years ago, something like that. Uh, yeah, something like that. Um, and you know we'll we'll talk a little bit about what hap- you know what we think might happen next and our perspectives on this but i think the the typical acquisition path and i you know have many many people that i call uh, uh certainly consider friends who spent time at abd and um have talked about some of their time yet time there and their experience was very much the same sort of experience I hear from almost anyone that goes through um, an organization that's acquired by a suitably large organization, uh, which is the first year, maybe two years, if you're lucky, very little changes, very little sort of, yes, you'll start to see different faces popping into meetings and things like that, but by and large, the business yeah. will probably continue to run as usual. Yeah, but that's a problem as well, because a lot of things will be put on hold now. Projects that need to be approved, that need to have budgeting, that need to have multi-year things set in place. Yeah. If you're doing going through an acquisition, because again, this hasn't happened yet. It Correct. might be that somebody says, hey, that's going to happen. I don't think so, because I don't think there's any kind of uh, competition issues here, because they're too still different kind of companies yeah. going together. So I don't yeah. think so, but still from a legal point of view, they aren't able to do, to innovate anymore. They can't change anymore. And that can take a year, two years before this gets resolved. And that's a bad thing for both companies and the customers, of course. Yeah. That's for that's not just here, that's for all acquisitions. That's always yeah, the case. Yeah. But the the interesting thing with, with the Cisco journey that I've heard pretty consistently is, um, like Cisco is very much an organization where there's very little direct engagement with customers from Cisco. Like everything is done through Cisco's absolutely massive partner ecosystem and very little direct business happens. And certainly from the folks that I've talked to who spent time at AppD and navigated their way through that journey, that was very much their experience. You know, they started to be less and less directly connected with, you know, the customers and more and more um, sort of, uh, you know, as, as a, a resource, a specialized resource that would get pulled in as and when, you know, needed. And it really, 
it really changed how that team engaged. Now, Splunk um, also does have, as, as far as I understand, a, a very, very strong channel-based mm -hmm. model. Um, and they, they've been pivoting even more towards that on recent years. Okay. Um, but this is a this level of escalation of that is a is a in my mind a real um order of magnitude shift of that yeah um in terms of the way that the way that cisco goes to market the way that they approach things and unless they change that well they have done a little bit different because in the past when they bought something it just became cisco something the branding the the culture, the quality, whatever was behind, it just became Cisco, the end. But AppDynamics, which you've mentioned a couple of times already, a lot of people don't even know AppDynamics is from Cisco. It's kind of kept their own little branding, their own storylines. And if you look, you don't have to look too far to figure out it's Cisco, but it's mm. still, it's not Cisco AppDynamics. No, it's AppDynamics. While Meraki, for example, is now Cisco. Meraki is just a product line from Cisco now. Mm. So it's really been embedded. Lately for the bigger... Uh, Software acquisitions. Cisco seems to have gone away from this. It needs to be the same color. It can have. Mm. It can have its own identity. So what I'm very curious about, and going to see in the next couple of months, I guess, uh, after this uh, finalizes, is Splunk going to remain Splunk, or will it become Cisco Security? I don't know. Something. I else. mean, if they're, yeah, we're sort of bleeding into the next area of the discussion, which is really like what happens next. I think if they're if they're really and truly trying to sort of refocus themselves or re, no, by by the purposes of this acquisition give themselves a really strong angle in the um, cybersecurity space you would think like one of the strongest things that you get when you acquire a company like splunk is that brand like the brand awareness that splunk has in that space i think is very very strong mm -hmm. um and would rebranding it Cisco cybersecurity, I, I think that personally, I think that would have a, a negative impact on it. Um, well, that's again, them. Yeah. Well, I, well, yeah. Who knows? As you say, like maybe the world is changing a little bit. I agree that like, there, is, there is more of an element of independence, certainly in terms of branding, you know, it's a little bit less so behind the scenes, but mm -hmm. certainly in terms of branding, AppD, I agree. Like, still is at least portrayed externally as a, uh, more of a, a, a separate entity is not quite the right word, but going concern. You know what I mean. Yeah, it's just when I see uh, RFPs, uh, official tenders, uh, competition is still listed as AppDynamics, yeah. Yeah. not Cisco. So, yeah, yeah. There was no, still a difference there. Makes but sense. And we also been talking about Splunk as security, uh, they're a big security player, definitely, but they also have the observability part, of course, which is going to be a direct competition for their app dynamics because they, Splunk just recently, well, recently, a couple of years ago, purchased their own APM uh, product to add to their suite. So there is going to be signal some duplication. Yeah, I was yeah. going to name the name, but yes, SignalFX. But yeah. there's going to be some duplication in the in the uh, products that Cisco now have. Now, Cisco has a lot of duplication. Again, looking at their previous uh, buying sprees, that hasn't stopped them before. But inside this new mega corporation, 
can be a lot of fighting happening there for survival between these uh, companies as well, which is never a good thing. Yeah, and I think this is where the the story does get interesting is, you know, do you, what sort of changes do you make in terms, you know, for the, do you make changes to, you know, force a, a best of breed type uh, situation where you actively deprecate some things and um so let, let's say for example that um the uh, the folks that make these decisions at uh, at cisco decide that um the signal fx sort of options for observability are not the way that they want to go and that um well, I think let's say bluntly and say that App Dynamics is better than SignalFX. It has a okay. better install base. It has more functionality. It's a more re recognized brand. Because SignalFX also kind of lost their branding when they got acquired by Splunk. Yeah. So then it became Splunk APM. Yeah. So I would say here it's pretty clear that App Dynamics will be the winner. But that means that they just bought twenty-eight million billion dollars of something they're going to put partially in the trash. Always fun. But. As I say, I, sorry, as I was going to say, that, but then, sorry. you know, you've got, you've got a bunch of talent there, you know, can yeah. you, can you get, how much of that talent can you get on board with bringing what was still good or is still good about the, the signal effects slash mm -hmm. Splunk APM experience into AppDynamics? Because AppDynamics has also had some challenges over the years in terms of, um, you know, keeping how up. it's how it's been uh, how it's been sort of perceived and and how it's doing the market so uh, I was talking with someone who you know was very recently acquired and this is not anything to do with Splunk and App Dynamics but one of the things that they were saying was that the the number one thing that you know happens initially um, is you know everyone looks around and goes, hmm, wonder who's going to be here in a year. Yeah, because that's uh, another thing, of course, for the people, it's going to be a big uh, time for uncertainty. And yeah. also the culture between the two companies. Um, Splunk has a definite culture. Yeah. Cisco has a, I think, less known culture. It's more of a, I see Cisco more as an IBM type company, gray, businessy, uh, anonymous, thing. Splunk definitely has a real culture culture. I mean, you know what, when you say Splunk, you know what you mean with Splunk. That's that kind of company. I think Splunk would be good for Cisco on one hand. Would Cisco be good for Splunk? I don't know. Now, I never worked for Splunk because there's reason behind that. <laughs> culture being one of them. <laughs> um, I don't see these two. I mean, the biggest one in memory, of course, is IBM and Red Hat. When they went together, mm -hmm. people talked about culture as well, because that was really big business and open source coming together. Now, Red Hat was big business as well, of course, obviously. Mm -hmm. But still, the culture was a big, big clash. We've seen, and everybody can decide for themselves what uh, they think of the, that merger now. I think it's less different between Cisco and Splunk. They're a bit more closer together, but still, it's not the same company. And I'm very curious, as you said, how many people will either leave voluntarily 
and how many will be made redundant because that's the other thing right uh, sorry for all the people who are involved in here this again as i said very big uncertainty time yeah yeah that's a bad i mean if if we think about this from a different perspective then you know if if, if they the aim was very much um for cisco to get further into uh ai and um and cybersecurity to, to kind of expand their their focus there like what what other alternative companies could they have bought like what would have you know what what could they have done with this 28 billion uh well first and foremost give it to us of course i mean sponsoring a podcast is always a good thing this is an excellent idea this is an excellent idea. I even told, yeah, I like, even told like the CFO, like, but, well, they, <laughs> um, I'm not going to answer the question because I think acquisitions are bad, to be honest. Sometimes uh, companies grow together because one is dependent on the other and it just makes sense. And mm. in those kind, those kind of mergers, okay, cool, that happens. But trying to buy relevance, which is basically what you're talking about here, mm. in my opinion, never works. Never say never. There are exceptions. I'm sure, somebody in the comments can say, "Hey, but that worked." Yeah, right. There are exceptions, definitely. But typically, it's a action out of desperation. I can't do this myself. Let's buy somebody who can do it, and that's actually the same with that's that's outsourcing basically. Mm-hmm. And outsourcing, I'm not a big fan of, not because the people are bad. I mean, there's good people ever in the world, but if you outsource something, you lose your culture, you lose your your, your differentiation because somebody else is doing it for you, and mm-hmm. this is just kind of an a way of doing that by yeah doing this infusion and it's gonna take him years to get this actually working this is gonna delay them i think more in the short term that will accelerate them because doing a small acquisition of a small ai company that has a certain algorithm that you like you actually buying the ip at that point more the patent if you like sure we're building a product oh they have a nice algorithm we can put in a product let's buy them put it in there that makes sense but this yeah, is but, two big things that's oh. yeah but the, the the challenge with that that in that first uh, example of an acquisition you talked about is it just wouldn't move the needle for a company as large as cisco like they a no, company no. as large as cisco needs to make big bets and it will I, move the needle in the right direction you think in the short term well i mean you know, the one of the interesting comments on the the CNBC article was the fact that after the announcement, you know, Splunk stock price went up. Cisco's actually went down. Um, I'm I'm not a financial expert. Please do not seek the <laughs> financial <laughs> advice from the Roaring Elephant podcast. But um, invest in us. That's the only thing we say. <laughs> yeah, by listening and subscribing yes. on YouTube. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, no, I actually struggle. I actually struggle to think of another cybersecurity company that they could have purchased that would be at the kind of scale that would really make a Sentinel difference one. for a company like Cisco. Sorry, second. Sentinel One. <sighs> same is same is culture also kind of large but much more focused on security there's no apm observability in sentinel one it's just security they also have a big services uh, approach which would uh, gel well with the cloud uh, things they want 
Sentinel One hasn't really done a lot of marketing around the AI, as far as I know. So that would not be a, a good one, perhaps. Although I'm sure Sentinel One is also looking at AI because everybody's looking at AI these days. Mm -hmm. That's the one that kind of comes to mind if you talk about cybersecurity for me. All the other ones are either too too broad, too small, or too embedded. Like they're not going to buy Microsoft. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like there are. That's the only one. I, I suppose the the other question is like, you know, would most of the other cybersecurity companies I can think of are smaller ones, not necessarily startups, but they're just they just are smaller. Like Splunk uh, is smaller a, compared to Splunk, or smaller compared to Splunk Security. Uh, Splunk Security is I like mean, a third of Splunk, right? I know that it's it's far more than that. Like the most, the majority of of Splunk is um, cybersecurity nowadays. Um, their observability and purely their logging is is a far far smaller component. Um, and the majority of their revenue comes from. Um, oh, I was talking in sole base. Because their security platform is more expensive, so it will rake in more revenue. Mm. But I think, I mean, don't forget that Splunk started in the Hadoop days, where cybersecurity oh, yeah. was still not there. So I think there's still a big installed base out there with perpetual licenses, perhaps, that are just doing Hadoop kind of logging use cases. But yeah, from a revenue point of view, I'm sure that their security is bringing in a lot more money. Yeah, it is. It is definitely. I mean, I don't know. It, it's It's an interesting... I, I honestly can't think of what else that they could have bought. And if you have ideas, um, email us at podcast.roaringestment.org. Um, yeah, the one thing, I mean, again, you're, you're going from security and cloud. Since I've read a lot of blogs as well that say they did this mm. for the AI infusion, then I guess a Databricks might have been a good one. I mean, not good as in good for either party, but a choice they might have made. Uh, yeah. specifically for AI stuff. And I think actually for Databricks, it might not have been a too bad a thing either because they would get a lot of cash, I guess, at that point because Cisco has a lot of money in the coffers. It wouldn't so have been good the, for the... The, the challenge with Databricks, though, is... I th at least this is, this is my impression. So mm -hmm. I always think of Cisco as more of like an out-of-the-box type company like you mentioned like you know far more famous for appliances yeah but than... it's a business to get out of that right well it is but the the further away something is from what cisco is already really good at the more challenging it would be for them to oh, integrate definitely. now databricks to me you know a little bit reminds me of of you know our times in in big data like here's a Here's a giant fun toolkit. Go and go build. And I know that they fully fully accept that Databricks has a whole bunch of other solutions around it. But my my observation is that there's still a lot of it is that whole hey here's a bunch of tooling you can build anything with it. And that to me feels quite a far, quite far away. I think the the Splunk acquisition from that perspective, like Splunk, is far more of a an out-of-the-box yeah. sort of experience. Um, and obviously, there's still huge amounts of customization there. Yeah. But I, I think that it feels closer to and, a... Yeah, but if they were really looking for cloud uh, innovation at Cisco, then Splunk isn't that big in the cloud either. I mean, they've been trying the mm. last couple of years to go to cloud and a service, but it's all very much on-prem yet. Well, I, I don't think sense. it's cloud... I don't think that they are actively trying to 
to um that's to one compete. of the things i saw in blogs no 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 I, I think AI. i so i well my impression at least was that cloud was the reason that they were doing this as in cloud has been the thing that has consistently eaten away at cisco for year after year so they had to make a change the fact that they're making the change into cybersecurity is because they're extending they want to extend into that space not because okay that way yeah okay. so not because Fair they're enough. going that that at least that's my impression again definitely not an expert on this but yeah it's 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 definitely interesting times Yes, because uh, for the whole ecosystem of observability and security offerings out there, um, well, it's one less name on all the tenders, I guess. Um, I mean, they'll be there as a separate consideration for quite some time. The question is, though, to your point, like, will will you see them coming up on tenders? Because this can also put a real, like, put people through a whole loop because they'll suddenly be going, oh, wait a minute. If I'm about to sign up for my next, you know, one year, two year, three years of my company strategy, do I really want to bet it on something that's now, like, what's it going to look like in three years? Who knows? Like you might, yeah, this is yeah, the, the other challenges that happen during acquisitions is like lots of people's sure things suddenly turn into, oh, actually, maybe we yeah. don't want to go down this path. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons that for me acquisitions are a bad choice and uh, not a desperation, I think, because yeah, the whole uncertainty you introduce is it's definitely on the long term it might pay off, but in the short term, this is an issue. Mm. I mean, that's why I guess why Splunk would never have bought Cisco. The other way around would never have happened because Splunk needed short term definite changes to, to stay relevant in the market. Cisco, I guess, yes, they were declining, but Cisco servers, uh, switches and servers are going to be around for a long time to come. It's not that they're going to go away. They have a bit more time, I guess, to digest this kind of thing. But uh, they're a far, far larger organization as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the last, well, last question I think for us today, as we're running a little bit long, is uh, you know, is this? Is this the last big acquisition? What's the next big acquisition? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the, the first thing that popped into my mind is, okay, if this can happen to Splunk, yeah. how long this before this happens to the company I work for? And I guess for or your the company cash. I work for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, like, it's, you do start to start figure out, it's not going to happen to us because reasons, and there are reasons definitely that I was yeah. able to figure out of. But yes, uh, this is... Um, I think this is kind of a starting shot of a new wave of acquisitions, maybe. Yeah. I would not be it surprised. Does, it, does, it does feel like, um, it certainly feels like the markets have heated up the, um, the sort of the M&A folks are out there now starting to hunt around. You know, you mentioned earlier, like things have been quite quiet for a little while in a, in a lot of areas. And you know that is definitely starting to turn. So, yeah. all the losses from the pandemic have kind of been recovered. The market is back again to the point it was at that point, more or less. Exceptions mm. uh, are as present. And yeah, before the pandemic, there was also a lot of uh, acquisitions happening. Right, we talked three, 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 four years ago. There was yeah. a lot of uh, consolidation happening, and I 
think we're going to be back on that one. And that's good because change is always good because it scares people and scary people mm -hmm. are good people. That makes people think. That's what I mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting times again, which is good for us as well as a podcast, of course, because that gives us more inspiration. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Well, and with that, I think that's it. If you have nothing else, then that's all we have for today. You can support this podcast, you can become a patron, contributions do help us keep this in the air. We're on YouTube, you can like, hit, not hit the notification bell, subscribe, do YouTube stuff, make Dave happy. You can go to www.roaringout.org, there's links to the Patreon page and the YouTube page and all the information about the podcast. And there's still that Twitter slash X thing that you can look at if you really want to. You can, of course, still send your feedback by email to podcast.roaringalpha.org. That's not going to go away anytime soon, unless we get acquired by another podcast, I guess. <laughs> Until next time, my name is... Um, I have no idea. Jon? <laughs> and my name is... It's only $28 billion. You, too, could buy the Roaring Elephant podcast. Uh, you forgot to say Dave at the end, but we still look forward to talking to everybody again next <laughs> no, that, that's, that's my name now. That's my name. Okay. That's it. That's all I am. <laughs> uh, goodbye. All you are. <laughs> See you then.